Hope Community Church podcast. For more information, visit hopeis.life. Joseph, 
serving a man called Potiphar. He had free reign over this man's estate, his home, his wealth. And he, everything operated from a place of authority. All Potiphar had to do, this sounds like a lovely life, doesn't it? All Potiphar had to do was worry, not even worry about the food that he was to eat. All he had to do was eat the food that was presented to him on the table. What a life. What a life. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Roast dinner every day. Just savour that for a moment. So he didn't have to worry about a thing, and here is Joseph running everything. 17 year old, sold into slavery, kicked in a pit, sold into slavery, and then given full reign over this incredible estate. Why? Because Potiphar could see God's hand on Joseph and entrusted him with everything. Potiphar recognised something in Joseph's life. I want to use him, I want to uh, be with him. And so I'm going to trust him. What a turnaround from what we read at the start of this story. A moment in that stinking pit to govern him for Potiphar. And obviously this wasn't where Joseph intended to be, but he made the most of the opportunity. And he found the level of success, the level uh, despite the circumstances. And you have to look well, well, how? We know that God was in it, but there's some things that we can learn from just these six verses that we can all apply to our lives. We want a bit of Monday morning application, don't we? We want a bit of MMA in our lives. Say amen. Amen. MMA. Monday morning application. What exactly did he do? What exactly could we do? What did he do to warrant this? Control this position, this success. And there are a few lessons. And the first one we can learn is this we need to stick close. Verse 2 says, The Lord was with Joseph, so he prospered. Joseph was separated from his family, he was separated from those that were close to them, close to him. He'd lost everything that he had. But he still continued to stick close to God. He lost everything, but he didn't give up on God. How many people do we know who are put through it? And understandably, they're put through seasons of life where it's hard and it's difficult. And we see them wander off and we, they, they have all kinds of reasons and they stop going to church and they stop this journey of faith and they walk away. They walk away. Nine times out of ten, it probably ends up a lot worse for them. Joseph lost everything, but he stuck close to God. He didn't give up. That proved to be the one thing that changed everything for him. Why? Because Potiphar recognised that God was with him. Potiphar saw how Joseph handled the season that he was in. Potiphar recognised what was going on in Joseph's life and looking at him and thinking, something's different about him. And you know, when we go off into our workplace, when we go off into our community, people are watching how we live our lives. When people can see that Lord, the Lord is with you, they want to know him. So we need to stick close. 
It's what Jesus calls abiding in the book of John. It's what Paul identifies as walking in the Spirit. And we are followers of Christ. We are apprentices to Jesus. This is our number one priority in life, to walk closely with Jesus. Whatever is going on around us, whatever season that we are in, whatever difficulties that we face, the number one priority for each and every one of us is that we stick close. Stick close. Because when you live abiding, when you live in the Spirit, walking closer to Jesus, life is so much easier. You know, we have the wonderful counsellor at our sides today. We are always in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And he's the one that is called to walk alongside of us through the challenges of life. But sometimes we drift, sometimes we wonder, sometimes we begin to walk away. And you know, however old you are, however long you've been walking with Jesus, it's always, and it will never hurt you, to ask for a little bit more. When things get tough, ask. When life becomes a challenge, ask. Jesus encourages us in Luke 11, verse 11. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then... Though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Sometimes we feel pushed aside. Sometimes we feel left out. Sometimes we feel that we are isolated. But that isn't true when we have the Holy Spirit walking with us. When I started my studies at Bible school, I was scared. I was really scared because I hated education when I was in education. And here I was back in education for some strange reason. And I didn't have GCSEs, I didn't have A-levels. And here I was sat in a lecture hall and I was worried. They started talking about big words that I'd never heard of. I remember making a few mistakes in lectures and answering questions and getting the wrong thing right. I'm not going to answer another question. Not, not again. And I remember sitting down with these piles of books in the library going, what am I doing here? I'm thinking, I, I need to answer this question and I need to learn and I need to understand. And the only thing that I could do was sit there and go, oh, God, you've got me here, so you need to keep me here. Thankfully, you did three years, and I got through the end. But I made it a habit every single time that I start the books and the papers and everything. God, help me. Help me. So it's quite an easy prayer, isn't it? Help me. I wonder how many times we say, help me, during the day, before we face a conversation, before we face a situation. Or we walk into times where we know we can't do it in our own strength. We need to be people able, free, willing to ask. It's very easy to say, I can do this on my own. But you can only do it so far on your own. Help. It's very easy, isn't it? When you see somebody 
but hopefully you don't see anybody struggling out at sea. They don't start writing a massive prayer, do they? They won't defile the Lord out here and in the water and it's lovely, your creation, can you come and rescue me? What do they say? Help! It's very simple, isn't it? Help! How much more when we ask for good gifts from our good Father? Help! So we need to stick close. Whatever you put your hand to, in whatever season of your life you are in, ask and ask some more. Whatever is going on in our lives, the first thing that we need to do is stick close to God. Whatever season that we're in, because He is there and He's sticking close to you. And so we stick close. And the next thing that we do is start small. Joseph didn't walk in on the first day and was given all authority. He did Potiphar, did it straight away just go, right, I like you because you've got nice hair. It, that, the story of Genesis is actually, we will, we, next week we'll learn a little bit more about Joseph, but the, the story says that he was handsome and attractive, a bit like Rob. <laughs> handsome and attractive. He didn't walk into Potiphar's palace and Joseph and Potiphar, you're handsome and attractive, I'm going to give you all authority to run my show and all that you need to do is feed me roast lamb. That didn't happen. At some point, Joseph started small. At some point, he was given a little job to do, a little bit of responsibility. Maybe he was put into a certain place and given a certain job and a role to do and he started small and he honoured the role that he was in. And he did it to the best of his ability. We live in an age now where people don't want to put in the work or lay the foundation. They immediately want the juiciest fruit, the juiciest salary, the juiciest position. But they don't understand that you have to start somewhere, don't you? You have to start on the smallest, the lowest rung of the ladder to work your way up. You have to start small. But like Joseph, we are to work the small things first. Everything has to start somewhere. In whatever position that we find ourselves in, there is always an opportunity to get involved, to work, to have a go, to learn, to grow. I remember the first time I got involved in working, in serving a church. And all I did was stack chairs. I put them out, I put them away. Sound equipment and bit by bit by bit was given more responsibility and more kind of. And I, and I was invited to. Uh, I remember actually the first time I spoke in church and I looked at the carpet and I shared my testimony in about three and a half minutes at about 90 miles an hour. And I didn't look at one person and I went, Thank you, I walked away. But bit by bit by bit, was given more responsibility, more place, more space. And it's often the small things that we're given prove our motives. If we can't work through those small things, we won't be able to handle the bigger things that we are challenged with. We just won't have the character. Character is developed in the small things of life, of hard places. So many people want those weighty things in life, but they crumble as soon as they begin to 
carry them because they haven't got the foundation. We build the foundations by starting small. When I was younger, my old man made me, a couple of them, he made me go into the, into the paper shop every single day and ask for a job. It's like, Dad, they, they told me yesterday, go in and ask again. I was 12, go in and ask again, go in and ask again. I couldn't get a job until I was 13, go in and ask again, go in and ask again. And I remember going in on my 13th birthday and they gave me a job as a paperboy straight away. I hated it and I got the sack for making facts. But for a little while, it got me out of bed, it got me into work. And I'm grateful, I'm grateful that he imparted that in me to work. And it started small. For all of us, we need to start small to build that foundation. Jesus describes that same principle in his parable to the faithful servant in Matthew 25, 21. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. If we despise the day of small things, we will miss out on the journey and the graduation. Small things end up in great blessing. It has to start somewhere. Everything starts small. The tiniest seed, the tiniest child, the smallest, cutest puppy, whatever it is in life, starts small. And I wonder, for all of us, what small things have we despised? God's put it in front of us to use, to have a go at, to learn, and we've just gone, no, that's not for me, that's too small, I'm better than this. I deserve that, not that. I wonder what small things God has ready for us to begin a journey with him. And it has to start somewhere, it always starts small. So why can't we let's be a people that keep our hearts open to what God has put in our lives and who knows where we could lead. Joseph didn't know that he would end up ruling this estate for Potiphar the first day that he was there. It was probably, I don't know, given a broom. Can you go and sweep that? Can you go and do this? And he just did it. He just did it. Because ultimately, he wasn't doing it for anybody else but God. It has to start somewhere. And thirdly, we can be all in. If you read through this story, you realise that Joseph wasn't a slouch. He was all in. He was committed. He was a hard-working man of a noble character. Running the estate for Potiphar wasn't an easy job. I imagine it was quite demanding in energy, in time, in his responsibility. It wasn't for the lazy. God was with Joseph every step of the way. But Joseph had a responsibility to work hard and to give it his best. You know, given the circumstances that he was in, this is a great indication of Joseph's character and was perhaps one of those indicators for Potiphar that he was the right man for the job. He started small, he gave it, he gave it his all, and he worked his way up. Potiphar could see that the, God, that the Lord was with him. Something was on his life by the character that he had. God is more interested in our character than our charisma, than our calm, than our 
something else beginning with C. Think of it. Be creative. Whatever. God is interested in our character more than anything. And Joseph had the responsibility to work hard to give it his best. And obviously, understandably, Jesus, uh, Jesus, Joseph, there is a good comparison between Jesus and Joseph. We'll look at that one week. But he had, Joseph had every right to feel sorry for himself. And maybe he did at times, maybe he did at times, maybe he did feel hard done by, but he was better than that and he got stuck in. He worked at his best, as best as he could, for God. Every single act, every single day, every single hour, whatever he did, he did it for God, which reminds me of Colossians 3.23. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Wherever you are tomorrow, work for the Lord. It's easy to work hard when people are looking, isn't it? It's easy to do that. It's easy to come across all good and hard-working and noble when somebody stood there watching you. The test is when they leave the room. What do you do? Do you go and sit down on your backside and get your phone out, have a coffee? What do you do? That's the challenge. Are we the same when no one else is around? Are we the same person no matter who is in front of us? When we give it our best, whatever that may look like, when we're all in, God honours our heart. And I fully believe that when God gives us something to do and we honour him, he honours us. He looks for our heart. He's interested in our heart, the way that we handle ourselves. We're all called to work at whatever God has put in front of us. Whatever that may be tomorrow, we are called to go in a hundred percent. Commitment takes a degree of stubbornness, doesn't it? A degree of motivation and determination. And it looks like a million things. It could look like the Leeds United football team yesterday giving it their all. I know they lost. Thank you, Ian. I know they lost. But what a match. They didn't let up. Clock at the end was like, boom. Because leave, we are leads. <laughs> but we are determined. We give it our all. 100% until the final whistle blows. My little girl, we cook pancakes every Saturday. My little girl, B, we roll up the pancakes and we slice it off and then they eat it, right? Very often, it's just this picture. I was going to show a video, but we haven't got the time because it takes quite a while. But B will start eating the pancake and it will fall out. Okay? So imagine my little B with a mouthful of pancake and a strip of pancake, right? And she, you'd think she'd just take it off and put it back on. Oh no. She's like, right, I'm doing this. <laughs> two year, two and a half. It may take her three minutes to get to the end of this pancake, but she's all in. She's not giving up. She is committed. It looks very different for each one of us sometimes. Commitment, determination, stubbornness. We all have a bit of stubbornness in us, don't we? And I think generally stubbornness sometimes is good until it becomes harmful to everybody else. When someone's trying to teach us and go, no, 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 no. But stubbornness is quite good when we are motivated, when we're determined, when we're committed. But what gets us 
through is knowing why we are doing it and who we are doing it for. And so whatever we're doing tomorrow, when we walk into it and think, I'm going to work at this with all my heart because I'm working for the Lord and I'm not working for man, we can, we can breeze through it. And Joseph did the same. So whether you are getting up tomorrow going back into work, or whether you go into university, or whether you go to a first day of, of work, whatever it is, whether you're job hunting, we give it all we have. We go all in. There are so many different seasons in life. We don't know exactly what's going on. There are many times that we, we'd rather walk away, but the one thing that keeps us going is that we're doing it for him. Because we know that that's where he's called us right now. So wherever you are right now, whatever season you're in right now, whether you were like Joseph and been given this picture of what your life looks like and then suddenly you're in a season right now and going, I don't see it, I don't see it. Just do one thing or three things. If you are close to your dream or miles away, if you are loving life right now or it is simply hard, three things. Stick close. Start small. Be all in. Give it 100%. And if we, if we stay true to these like Joseph did, little things will change. Our seasons will change before you know it. God's purposes will become clearer. God's purposes will unfold in his time. Our role is to stay close, to start small, and to live committed. Life turned around dramatically for Joseph when he did these three things. And whatever's going on in your life right now, it will turn around for you. God is with you. God is for you. And God sees you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the challenges of life. Sometimes it's hard to say thank you for the challenges of life, Lord. But we know that you are working for the good in, all of the, in everything. Lord, we're reminded of that Romans verse. That you're there working in us, through us, in whatever season we're in. And Lord, we think of these three things like God now. And whatever is in front of us, may we be people who stay close to you. May we be people who honour the small things and grab every opportunity. May we be people, Lord, that live 100% committed to glorifying your name in whatever is in front of us. And Lord, some of us are working through some difficult situations, Lord, right now. It doesn't look like the things that we dreamt of. It doesn't look like the things that we thought that you promised us. But Lord, we're here today. And we want to see your plans and purposes fulfilled in our lives and our community. And Lord, we know that it starts with us and what's in front of us. And so Holy Spirit, continue. Pour in your strength. This week, Lord, speak to our hearts. Speak to the moments that we're in, so that we would see your hand at work, that we would be reminded of your love and your grace and your mercy.
Hope Community Church podcast. For more information, visit hopeis.life.